0: Hello and welcome to the Building Foundations podcast with me, Jess Reed. In this episode, I'm joined by Dave Stitt. For those of you who don't know Dave, Dave is the owner of DSA Performance Limited. He is also a fellow fellow of the Chartered Institute of Builders and he's a chartered engineer as well by background. Um, Very experienced project manager and ultimately has built a very, very strong career within the construction industry. Now Dave spends his time giving back to the industry in terms of managing uh, performance and ultimately training people but it's a lot more than training what Dave does is more like it's its kind of hard to describe and you'll really get a good feeling of it within this conversation with, uh, with Dave however I would probably describe it as mentoring professionals within the industry helping those Realise their potential, so really he is bringing out the best in them and enabling the various teams, no matter you know who you're representing within the project, to collaborate together with the one common goal, the end. Dave does a lot more than that, and that's a very brief synopsis, but please do listen. Um, I'm confident you'll take lots of great pieces of advice in this, in this um, podcast episode. You'll hear lots about Dave's career. What he does now, how we might be able to help you in your team or your business, um, and also just how you can kind of learn from him, the books that he's released, and how you can contact him. So thank you ever so much for, for listening again, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Take care. Could you introduce yourself, please, to the listeners?
1: Hi, Jess. Uh, yeah, my name's Dave Stitt. Uh, I've been in the construction industry for 45 years. I'm a chartered civil engineer, I'm a chartered builder, and I'm also a professionally certified coach. Um, I work with uh, leadership teams and boards of directors of big companies
0: Fantastic. as a leadership team coach. Sounds like you uh, keep yourself busy then.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm always busy.
0: fantastic thank you very much for giving that brief overview and and what we'll do is we'll delve more into kind of each piece of that as well as we go along Um, but the the first question really that I like to ask people on here is how did you go about joining the construction industry in the first place kind of taking it back to to how it
1: all started gosh um, right so I left school at 16 uh, with all level art yeah, uh, and that was it. Uh, I didn't have a clue as to what I was going to do. I literally left school, and that was it. Yeah, uh, but I did know that I did not want to go down a coal mine, and I did mm-hmm. not want to work in the shipyards, which was what most people did in the northeast of England in the in the early seventies. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but I also played golf, and one day I was playing golf with a guy who said to me, uh, what, "What are you doing, Dave?" And I said, I don't know. I've just left school. And he said, "Uh, Oh, how how would you like to be a trainee civil engineer?
0: Yeah. And
1: I said, well, what's what's one of them? And he said, well, it's noisy. It's dirty. uh, You get to see the world. You don't get paid very much, but it's fantastic. It's great fun. Why don't you come along and have a look? And uh, the girl I was going out with at the time, uh, who's been my wife for many years now, uh, her, her mother was a careers advisor at a school. And so I asked her mum, what's a civil engineer? And her mum said, Dave, it's a wonderful job. Take it. And so I asked her 20 years later if she knew what a civil engineer was. And she said, no, not a clue. But you're doing well, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> so so, I, so I, joined, um, I joined this guy. He called me a trainee civil engineer. He was the resident engineer of a massive project. In the northeast of England,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I was really a chain boy, holding the end of the tape, getting the chips, and making the tea. <laughs> um, and then after after about a year, he said to me, "Dave, I'm 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 going back to uh, where I came from, and you better get yourself another job." Oh. So he gave me he gave me an amazing testimonial, uh, and I found myself in an interview with a senior guy in Taylor Woodrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, 1977, this would be. I'm 17. Yeah. And uh, he asked me what I'd been doing for the last year, and I told him. And he said, well, what do you do in your home life? And I said, I play golf. And he said, right, you've just got this job. <laughs> uh, so I started a fortnight later as a, uh, a, a, as, a as a civil as a site civil engineer. Yeah. Um, uh, at 17, I had a big section of the work to, to look after. I was totally out of my depth. Mm-hmm. Completely out of my depth, uh, but I worked really hard and I struggled through, and I made lots of mistakes. And uh, he, as he went up through the ranks, he kind of took me with him, uh, or he was really interested in me. And so, um, so I was with uh, Taylor Woodrow for fifteen years. They sponsored me to do a degree in civil engineering. Um, I then became a chartered civil engineer uh, and then a chartered builder. Yeah. And and um, I, I, I got headhunted by another company called Burst Construction in the early okay. 90s. And uh, after a few years, they, they were, I joined them as a senior project manager. And after a few years, they were really struggling um, and they brought in a few coaches to 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 lead a transformation program in the organisation, and uh, because I was kind of young and a bit naive and up for things, and I still am. Yeah. Um, I found myself at the front of this transformation program on what was called the coaching the coaches program. Okay. Where they, where they trained uh, ten of us up to be internal coaches. So that we could keep the the transformation going after the external coaches left Mm -hmm. so that's where i was introduced into coaching that was kind of 1996
0: fantastic Uh, yeah
1: and i i if i'm honest it kind of changed my life i became less interested in bricks and blocks and concrete and uh, more interested in the people side of things and particularly teams Definitely. Um, and then about uh, a few years later, I joined a company called Weights Construction mm-hmm. in, an organi- in, a, in, a, in an operational capacity. And they found out I had this change management experience and uh, to- told me, asked me if I would lead their transformation programme, uh, which I did for just over a year. And it really changed the organisation. Uh, Um, and, uh, I, I left that organization 20 years ago and set up my own business and and I've been coaching, uh, business boards and manage and, 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 boards of directors and big project leadership teams since. So that's what I do now.
0: Fantastic. We'll delve more into, um, your current company and, and everything you're getting involved in, um, at the moment, we'll delve into that more in a minute. Um, but that's a really good synopsis of, of everything you've been through, and um, it sounds like, first of all, that golf was was <laughs> was good to you <laughs> back in back in the day. That's obviously um, giving you some really good good connections. I guess, you know, what advice would you give somebody who is joining the construction industry now in terms of being able to? you know, I guess do as well as you really in terms of going up the ranks, becoming chartered and things like that. I mean, is there any kind of pieces of advice you'd give somebody?
1: I think there's a couple of things, uh, Jess. Mm. Um, first of all, um, I-, I was in such a hurry to get up the ladder.
0: Yeah. I was
1: in such a, a dash to get promoted after promoted after promoted. And, um, And and looking back, there's, you know, there's plenty of time for that. You know, just just get uh, competent at what you're doing. Learn a lot. You know, go on courses. Um, You know, learn about your your profession. Um, And just, dare I say, you know, see the long view and and take your time a little bit because uh, I was just in too much of a hurry and 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 I think if I was honest I, I trampled on a few tours along the way and probably didn't do myself any favors mm-hmm. uh, and I probably tried too hard uh, okay. you know, for, for promotion all the time so that, so that would be that would be one one thing there's plenty of time you know to get promoted and, and to get up the ladder yeah the second thing <laughs> I would the, the, the second bit of advice would be have a look at the people side of uh, of, of of your job uh, because the, the the only way we can get things done really is to get things done with other people yeah and so getting on with other people is really important and and mm-hmm. and and i think i was always interested in that uh, because i was so bad at it you know yeah. when 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 in the early days when my boss used to visit my site i would just totally clamp up and i couldn't say anything Okay. You know, I had this. I had this person on a pedestal. They were they were amazing, and they were like God. And I can't possibly say what I really think to them. Uh, and so, you know, I was, I am quite introverted, as well. But mm-hmm. I was really quiet, um, and which is a bit of a which is paradoxical, really, because I was so driven to get on and to get up the ladder, and yet, uh, I, I, I I totally relied on my results speaking for themselves and i didn't kind of you know socialize much and i didn't you know engage with uh, other people in the organization very much so yeah. so uh, and and i've learned that as a coach in the last 25 years i've kind of learned how to to get along with people and to get the best out of people and to and to and to, and to enable teams but yeah. nobody ever taught me that and and I see that right across the industry now, everyone is just so totally technically focused. Yeah, they're not at all people focused.
0: Yeah, that's and a really good that's a really good point actually, and I think that's it's probably kind of even across the board. Like in in recruitment, it's it's kind of similar because a lot of the time people can be very good at actually you know doing the recruitment piece, but when it comes to people management and you know, working with other people, they, they kind of neglect that. And it sounds like it's, it's, you know, it can be similar in construction, being too technically minded, like you said, and, and not thinking about, you know, the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, all, like all the people I work with now, you know, you know they're leaders of, you know, huge projects. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just like me. You know, they got promoted because they were a good engineer and they tried hard. Yeah, And then they got promoted because, you know, they were good at that particular job and then they got promoted again. They got promoted again. And just like me, none of them have had any training in how to get on with people and how to get Mm -hmm. the best out of people and how to manage people and how to build teams. It just doesn't happen.
0: people, People get
1: promoted because they're good at their technical jobs. So that's what they focus on. So my advice to, you know, people coming through now is, and, 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 and and young professionals and millennials are different uh, yeah. to, to what I was. Uh, you know, they are they are more inclined to collaborate and work together. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just spend some time. You know, you know, talking and 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 sharing with your colleagues and 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 trying to understand the people side of the business of, of the industry, because people think. The construction industry is a technical industry, but it's not. It's more of a people-based industry. The only way we get through, the only way we get things done, is through relationships and through connections and through networks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And so, so, so take your time getting up the ladder, yep. and uh, and 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 focus on people.
0: No, really, really good pieces of advice. Is there? Because because you mentioned there, like people don't really get. You know, training on, on how to work with people and, and, you know, just work alongside them and with them and also manage them. Is there any, you know, training that you've come across? And not, you know, obviously, you, you know, you coach leadership teams, but is there any training that they can look out for that maybe they could, you know, quite easily get on board with? Is there much out there for them
1: to help? Well, 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 there's loads, but mm. what I would say, uh, Jess, it tends to be technical training. Okay. And in my experience, the majority of training courses that people get put on by their bosses is, is statutory training, you know, safety training, yep. first yep. aid training, things that they have to do. Um, so it, it just it just so happens, Jess, uh, you, you've stumbled on uh, something that I'm working a lot on at the moment. Okay. Um, so... If it's appropriate, I'll I'll, I'll tell you what what I'm developing. Um,
0: Yeah, go for it. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll
1: just give you a little bit of background. Uh, So in the last 25 years, my mission, it sounds grand, but it it genuinely is my mission. It's to change the construction industry. Because it's it's pretty adversarial. It's pretty argumentative. It's very much male-dominated. and so I've been working tiny little bit by tiny little bit for the last 20 years, working with leadership teams uh, and changing the, the construction industry one leadership team at a time. Um, and, and my theory is if, if the people at the head of the project are working really well together, then the rest of the project's got a chance. Yep. If the people at the head of the project are not working well together and not providing effective joined up leadership, then the rest of the project has got no chance. There's an old saying that the fish rots from the head. Mm -hmm. So if the head's rotten, then the rest of it will be rotten. So I've been working uh, one leadership team top down for the last 20 years, you know, trying to change the construction industry. And about a year ago, I looked at myself and I thought, yeah, you're doing great, Dave, but at this rate, you've got about another 900 years worth of work (laughs) before you make any impression at all. So how can I do this differently? So I'm looking to to start changing the industry from the ground up, from the bottom up. And and, and so what I've noticed, Jess, is in in 45 years in the construction industry, the, the default conversation is command and control. Uh, And it's about getting people to comply and and they get blamed when it goes wrong. So so the default conversation is telling people what to do, giving them orders. And the trouble with that is, is when you tell somebody what to do, they stop thinking. They literally stop thinking and they wait for the next order. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I work with managers right now who say to me, Dave, why do I have to do all the thinking around here? Well, the reason why they have to do all the thinking around here is they're telling people what to do all the time they're just dishing out orders and it doesn't work it disempowers people it brasses them off and they want to leave the industry so we're not getting the best talent because of this command and control style of management that is throughout the whole industry yeah and so what, what i'm doing is i'm i'm, I'm, I'm training up thousands of young construction professionals into a different style of conversation, a a coaching style of conversation. So they can use a coaching style of management in order to be better in their current jobs, in order to be more effective managers and over time, ultimately to become great leaders. If I can do this at scale thousands and thousands and over time, that will change the construction industry from the ground up.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So
1: so I've created a a programme called Coach for Results. Okay. Which teaches young professionals the basics, just the essentials in a coaching style of management.
0: Yeah. And so there are
1: 20 videos and the videos are about five minutes each. And there's two videos a week. And there's an in-work assignment At the end of each video, which doesn't take very long, it's like go away, try out what you've learned in this five minute video, and then come back and tell us what went well, what went badly, what will you do differently next time, and whatever insights you've got. And the idea is they share that on a social platform and they learn from each other. It's horizontal learning, it's building a learning community of young construction professionals. And they also get some vertical learning off me in the five-minute videos, but it's it's more about them trying things out and sharing their experiences with the other people on the platform and, and getting feedback and then them engaging in other people's experiences. So it's it's called Coach for Results.
0: Coach for results.
1: And it's being delivered on the CIOB, the Chartered Institute of Buildings Academy. And it's, the, the first cohort starts on the 15th of June, a week and a half's time, just under a week and a half's time.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I did accidentally stumble upon that in the next part of the conversation then, definitely, because I, I was kind of alluding to the fact that there wasn't really anything that necessarily helped people develop that side of things. But this sounds like you know, you're hitting something that's really needed within the industry, Um
1: how well, you- well, well I, th- I think it is, Jess, and, and I've got to that conclusion after being in the industry for 45 years. Yeah. And, and all of the conversations I've had in the last year with people who are junior and very senior in, in big construction organizations are saying to me, wow, Dave, what a great idea. Let's yeah. go for it. You know, let, you know, make it happen. So, so with, with the Chartered Institute of Buildings support, we're, we're making it happen. And it Absolutely. starts on the 15th of June.
0: That's fantastic. And how have you, I mean, have you found you know, in terms of the uptake, I guess, then it sounds like that's going quite well as well. Then the interest initially um to, to start the course.
1: Well, well, Jess, I I want to I want a thousand people on the platform for each cohort.
0: Oh, okay, brilliant.
1: Um uh, but I've got to tell you that I haven't got a thousand people for the first one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, it starts like that, doesn't it? And then when the word gets out there further, and, and you know people are reporting on on how much it's helped them, then it will. I think it probably just build from there. Yeah, well, we're,
1: we're 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 starting with a fairly modest number, and we're building from there. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm looking at this first cohort as a pilot. Yes. And I'm going to learn so much from mm. from doing this. Absolutely. I'm going to learn so much about, uh, you know, the young people who are, who have signed up. Uh, and also I'm going to learn so much on how to deliver this kind of training, uh, on a, on a, on a mass level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so definitely. I'm really,
1: I'm really excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, it sounds really exciting. And, and I love the fact that you've also got that, you know, you mentioned that sort of community, that's that social side of it as well. Um, and I think that that's really good because it will kind of help people that are taking part in this feel like part of something much bigger and, and like a, a proper community, which should encourage, encourage them to, to keep using these things that they're, they're learning throughout the course.
1: Well, well, so just to develop on that a little bit, uh, mm. we are providing a forum. It's called uh, Coach for Results Alumni, Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, for, for the people who have signed up and who have been through the program so they can keep in touch with each other beyond the program yeah, and they can continue learning about this material after the program finishes. So I'm going to be posting blog posts and all kinds of content into this forum, you know, starting from the 15th of June. And that's going to build over time. And each time we run a cohort, you know, there might be another 500 people, you know, join uh, this forum. So over time, over time, it's going to be a forum for, uh, for young professionals. And I guess in 10 years' time, they won't be quite as young, but the forum will still be there.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because they can kind of always lean on it for support as well, can't they, you know, throughout their, their career from there. How often are you planning on, on doing these then? So obviously you've got the first one lined up. How, how regular do you think they'll be throughout the year or is so, it
1: yearly? So it so it's 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 20 videos and it's two videos a week. So if you go at that pace it's a 10 week program.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, some people won't go at that pace, so I'm going to leave it open for 15 weeks. Okay. And then I'll close the program. And then I'll start cohort number 2. Yeah. And then for another 15 weeks and then I'll start cohort number 3. So I guess I'll be doing um, I'm just doing my maths. 15 weeks into 52, it's it's going to be around about four or five or six yeah. cohorts a year.
0: Fantastic. So that is definitely going to help you reach more people, uh, you know, at a faster rate, like you said before, than than the way you you were doing, which obviously is is had good results as well. Um, but in terms of like that volume, that's that's really good, isn't it? Um, are you yeah. still going to keep doing? You know the other side of what you're doing because you, your business is called um dsa building performance isn't it
1: that's right so to, to, to answer your first question am i going to still yes i'm going to continue yes. working top down with yes. leaders leadership teams on big projects in the uk and i'm also going to keep working from the ground up with uh, young construction professionals through the coach for results program and and who knows i might meet myself in the middle <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're going to be going to be very busy. So the, the you know, the, obviously the first cohort that you've got going, if anybody that listens, you know, when they're listening to this, um, thinks that sounds really interesting, something they'd want to get involved in, how would they go about registering with you or, or getting on board with it?
1: OK, so uh, there's the, 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 the most direct way would be go to go on to the Chartered Institute of Buildings Academy. Yep. Uh, and search for coach for results. Yep.
0: Perfect.
1: Uh, and there's a page there which describes it, uh, learning objectives, you know, the structure of the programme. It introduces me right at the bottom. There's a picture of me, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, or alternatively, if they went to my website, which is dsabuilding.co.uk, on the front page of my website there is a link to the chartered institute of buildings academy there
0: fantastic so when i release this episode i will put those details as well for anyone listening so if you have a look in the the information part of the podcast episode you'll be able to see the links and they'll be able to uh, register their interest that way um
1: Brilliant. thanks for that jess
0: yeah, no problem at all so you mentioned obviously right at the start in terms of I guess, you know, like you said, the background and in, in how how you started with this and what you'll still be doing, which was that, you know, you know, the leader part, the you know, kind of top down as you as you said it, you know, the, the top end of it. What what do you do? Talk people through that for anybody that's that's listening to this that is already, you know, maybe a director, a senior leader within the construction industry. What what can you help them with and, and how do you go about it?
1: Okay. So if, 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 if I give you a, a, a typical scenario, <clears throat> a client has decided they want to build a new road or a new school or something like that. What, what they'll do is they'll go and find uh, an architect, they'll go and find a, a, a QS, a cost consultant, and, and, and they will then procure uh, a main contractor. And the main contractor will then procure a hundred subcontractors. Yeah. And then they'll all just get on with it. And if it works out fine, and if it doesn't, they'll probably take each other to court at some stage. Yeah. And, and so it's a bit haphazard. And so what I do is I get the top people from the key organisations of, of involved in a big project. I get them together to form a leadership team. And that there'll be six or seven or eight or nine people, and I'll work with, and, and they're from different organisations. So there might be three people from the contractor, yeah. There might yeah. be three people from the client's team, and there might be three people from designers uh, in the room. Okay. And they're usually directors of their companies. And so what I will, what I'll then do is I'll get them to articulate. I'll get them in a room, and mm-hmm. I'll get them to articulate. What they're trying to do here you know if this project was fabulously successful in three years time what would people be saying about it what would people be saying about this leadership team what would they be saying about this leadership team and from that we we we, we, we they work out their vision of success for this project
0: yeah
1: and then i get them to have conversations about right where are we now you know, what are the differences between us? What are, our, what are our objectives? You know, what are our drivers? How many people are we employing? What You know, what, 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 what's, what's the current reality? Where are we now? Where are we starting from? So, so we've now got a picture of where we are now, and we've got a picture of where we want to get to in the future, in three years' time. Yep. So what I then do is I take them through a process uh, that gets them from here to there. It's called Deliver Start to Finish. Okay. And this is a project leadership team development program, which is focused on their business results. And their business result is to deliver their vision of success.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I get together with them usually every 90 days. And I, I get them to work out what's really important right now for the success, for the delivery of this vision and what they're going to do about it. And yep. So they come up. They come up with a leadership team plan for the next ninety days, and then I get back together again with them in ninety days' time, and I hold them to account for their progress against the plan they came up with three months ago.
0: Yeah. And
1: then I and then I get them to flush out what's really important, and then work out what they're going to do about that for the next three months. So every three months, they're they're, they're coming up with their priorities as a leadership team. And working out their leadership team plan. And I hold them to account for the progress they've made against their previous one. So step by step, I'm taking them from where they are now all the way through to where they want to get to in the future. And as a result of that progress, as a result of that process, they get tighter and tighter and tighter together as a team. Mm -hmm. And they join, they provide joined up leadership for the rest of the project.
0: That's really good. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, it, it's almost like you're bringing them together. Like they, they should. I mean, I guess you know the ideal way of working anyway is that even though they're from you know different different sides of it and different companies, that they do have a common goal. But it's helping them to determine what that common goal is, isn't it? And and then feel like actually, you know, we're, we're not all individual teams from separate companies. We are one team with one common goal. Let's work together. Exactly. Yeah, that's really good.
1: And, and so, what, what, so, what, so, we either do this program or we don't. And I've got to tell you, Jess, that uh, I, I do this program with a tiny fraction of the construction industry.
0: Yeah.
1: The rest of them get on with their haphazard style. And <laughs> yeah. sometimes it works out, and sometimes frequently it doesn't, and they end up in court. Yeah. And so, 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 what tends to happen is that they're all trying to do this, but they're working on technical things, their problem and task focused Mm -hmm. they're not people focused they are problem and task focused so as separate individual leaders they're working in separate silos trying to represent their own organization's best interests and they end up working three levels down from where they should be you know sorting out the problem the project's problems yeah yeah And so what I do is I get them to form a leadership team and leadership is about creating an environment, a culture where everybody can come to work and do their best work. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a project that employs 700 people and they can all come to work and do their best work, you get an amazing project. If you've got a project that employs 700 people and they don't know what they're doing, and they're just working in their own isolated corner of the project as best they can, but they don't really know what you know the, the quality standard is or the, the aims of the project are, then you get a different type of project.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And that's really... Um... It's it's really interesting, and I guess yeah, obviously a lot a lot more companies would would benefit from from using this approach and working with you by the sounds of things, because you do always hear about all of the, you know, the the, the negative things that are happening, the you know, the court cases, etc. But actually, there's some really great stuff happening too, isn't there? Which I'm mm-hmm. sure you
1: see from 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 where you are. I, I do, and the, the the amazing thing for me, Jess, about the construction industry is the people in it. Mm -hmm. I I, I keep saying I've been here in this industry for 45 years. The the people are really high energy. They're really willing. They work really hard. They're really committed. They're really dedicated. Yeah. Um, And and they put up with all kinds of stuff that holds them back from, from doing their best work. Mm-hmm. and they just take that as well this is how it is and they and they and they overcome all kinds of hurdles and barriers in order to get their job done
0: yeah. and it's like
1: wading through treacle it's hard work it's stressful it doesn't have to be this way if there was effective leadership from the top and and people spend time creating an environment where everybody can come to work and do their best work mhm the industry would be very different to how it is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not that we, we lack great people. You know, I, I've heard people talking about a skills shortage for 45 years.
0: Yeah.
1: Um there, there are huge skills in the construction industry. I work with a lot of them. Yeah. And 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 people just blow my socks off when I'm working with them, just how brilliant they are. So it's not that we're short of really, really talented and brilliant and willing and hardworking people. It's just that there's an awful lot of stuff getting in their way and it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. And with, effect, with effective leadership, you know, creating the environment for success where everybody can come and do their best work. If there was more focus on that instead of solving technical problems, the industry would be a better place. It's a leadership challenge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. know I definitely see what you're saying, and I absolutely get it from you know almost like an outsider's point of view. Um, that yeah, that's kind of what I've seen in the conversations I've probably heard from people as well. Um, and you're right. I mean, yeah, there. You know, everyone talks about a skill shortage, but there is so many great people already within the industry i mean yes we need more people but that's because there's just so much work out there um but yeah really, really good people should so kind of unlock that potential or have you know leaders as well that will help them unlock that potential i guess um to, to be better and, and you know do better and all of those things so you Obviously, you mentioned deliver to uh, deliver start to finish, which is that that you've just talked about now. Am um, I right in thinking there's a few other different kind of coaching programs that you get involved in? I think I uh, I kind of recall uh, it's like Discovery Day and Team Boost and, and things like that. Did you still run those as well? Or
1: so so uh, the Discovery Day is a kind of easy introduction to my Deliver Start to Finish program. Okay. So, yeah. so, so I learned just about three or four years ago, um, it's a huge leap of faith for a new customer to sign up, to sign me up for a three-year program.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a huge leap of faith. So yeah. I introduced a thing called a discovery day where I can help them discover their collective goal, their common goal, because they haven't discovered that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can help them discover where they are now um, and I can help them discover, learn about a process that can get them from here to there, which is my Deliver Start to Finish program. So I get together with the, you you know, the the leaders of the project in this discovery day. Yeah. And that's what we do in the morning. I discover uh, a lot about their aspirations. I discover a lot about what's going on for them right now. Uh, And they discover a potential way that that enables them to get from here to there. Um, And and then in the afternoon, uh, I have one-to-one individual conversations with each each of the leaders to get beneath the surface, to find out what's really going on. Because when they're in a room together, there's a lack of psychological safety. And and there's a lot that they don't talk about. You know, they withhold. Yeah. Um, And so if I can, if I get them in a room one-to-one, they kind of share with me what's really going on. So I can get a much clearer picture of what's going on for this group of people. And in the first session of the Deliver Start to Finish program, I feed that back to them anonymously. So they can't see who said what but they get a real sense of what's really going on here. You know, what's really holding us back and and, and start working out what they are gonna do to overcome their own barriers so they can create an environment amongst themselves where they can flourish. And then they can start creating that, cascading that environment to the rest of the project. So the discovery Discovery day is like a, a taster uh, where they discover about me, and I discover about them, and they discover mm-hmm. about their collective views, and then they discover where what's really going on.
0: Yeah. Perfect. No, that makes that makes absolute sense. Like you said, you know, it can be a big commitment, but if they can see you know, the, the value that you can bring, then that's fantastic. And what about the um, the team boost? Do you still do that one as well, is that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. But I don't tend to do many of them because uh, okay. the, the, the the team boost is really, it's a one-off intervention where if a team's down and the energy's down and they just want to get a bit more energy to, to you know, to, to overcome the next hurdle, then we get together in a room and, uh, we, you know, we boost the energy. But usually when people yeah. ring me up, and say, Dave, we, you know, morale's down, we need to give it a boost. The, the conversation usually leads towards the deliver start to finish programme. Because what, what I've learned over the years, Jess, is that a one-off intervention without proper follow-up is just entertainment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'm not in the entertainment business. I'm in, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the business of helping people deliver remarkable results. Yeah, well, quite often people will ring me up and say, oh, Dave, we've seen this on your website, a team boost. Can we talk about that? And then usually 20 minutes into the conversation, they say, "Ah, oh, yeah, we don't want that at all, do we? We want uh, something more substantial that's going to get us to where we want to get to. And yeah. They start talking about the Deliver Start to Finish program. And they say, whoa, that's a big investment. You know, that's like, you know, a year long. Uh, is there an easy way we can start with that, Dave? Yes. It's a discovery day. So we then do the discovery day, which takes us into the deliver, start to finish program. My, yep. my work is 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 all about delivering business results. It's it's not about changing behaviours or, or or anything else really. It's not really even even about team building. It's about a group of people getting together and delivering, you know, that that great result, you know, that project. And as a result of Going through the process, they become a much much better team, uh, and the much better team becomes a virtuous circle where they deliver even better results.
0: Yeah, that makes per- yeah that makes absolutely you know perfect sense. And I guess you know that you know in terms of the companies you work with, then do you do you tend to see that you actually end up working with them for for quite a good number of years, and and they actually really see you know. I guess, see the value in it and, and, and keep with you, or does it tend to be that you work with them now for a year or so, and then they are, you know, kind of feel able to, to do that bit themselves or how do you find it?
1: All, all of my work is repeat business and uh, word of mouth.
0: That's really
1: good. Uh, I, I, I do quite a lot on LinkedIn because I quite enjoy it. I enjoy meeting new nah. people, but when it comes down to actually, you know, getting a new commission, It's from somebody I've worked with in the past, or from somebody who's heard of who knows somebody I've worked with in the past. So all of my work comes through through that route. Um, so I might work with one project leadership team. Uh, and what happens is at the end of that project, they go, they you know, they split up and they all go their separate ways. And uh, you know, one of them starts on a new project leadership team, on a new project. And, and they see the dysfunction that's going on, and they say, God, I worked with this guy on my last project. Sh- shall we have a conversation with him? So, so then the project director for that new project rings me up and says, Dave, I've heard about you from Fred, who highly recommends you. Uh, what do you think we should do here? And I say, well, have a discovery day and see what you find out. And And that's kind of usually how it works.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the best way, isn't it? Because um you know through through word of mouth people tend to believe what other people than the industry are saying and and obviously they'll have the results to prove it as well um so it's a naturally that's that's much better for you it sounds like you're you know doing some really great things and i think this this new you know this new cohort that you're you know coach for results side of things that's going to really hit another area of it like you said, that you felt like that,
1: that bit was just missing a little bit. Yeah. I think it was, it's going to do well. Yeah. And the world's Fantastic. changing. Jess, you know, the, the world's changing. Uh, we, we've got to do much more online. You know, COVID uh, has changed my business. Uh, you know, up, yeah. up until a year and a bit ago, I used to do all of my stuff in conference rooms, where I do it all on Zoom now. And, and, and people tell me it works better. You know, they don't have to travel to a conference room. They don't have to pay a £1,000 to rent uh, a a room for a day. Uh, And because I don't have to travel, you know, five hours there, stop in a hotel and then travel five hours back, I can actually do more with the teams in between the 90-day sessions.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think you prefer, you know, it sounds like obviously there's definitely benefits of the fact that things have gone more virtual now since you know the pandemic, but do, do you prefer it that way, or do you think that you'll never be able to completely replace like that that face to face aspect of, of kind of coaching and leading?
1: Jess, this is the way forward for me, yeah. I, I'm, unless I unless unless I can help it, I'm not going back to conference rooms, uh, yeah. I, my, my work is actually more effective doing it online across zoom uh, according to my customers yeah uh, than it was before so what so why bother getting people to travel you know three or four hours you know to a to a to a central place uh, spend the day there and then travel you know three or four hours back to their place of work all the yeah. team, all the teams I work with they're, they're, they're virtual teams you know the yeah. you know the The client might be based in Glasgow, the contractor might be based in, I don't know, Leeds, the architect might be based in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, why bring all those people to a conference room for a day when we can do it from nine o'clock in the morning until two o'clock in the afternoon with a couple of really big breaks in the middle? Yeah. uh, And do more of that in between the sessions so that the team. Is working on the team more than it would be able to if everybody had to travel, you know, hours to get to a central venue.
0: Yeah, that makes absolute. Yeah, makes absolute sense because taking more time out of their, you know, their working day, their working week, and and so on, aren't they? By having to do that traveling, um, and yeah, sounds like they're getting much more from it. And I, and I guess if that's the feedback you're getting, then absolutely. Why why would back to having to drive for hours to get to to get to a meeting room um definitely
1: yes it's 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 just it's early days you know all the work i'm doing at the moment is 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 over zoom uh when things um you know uh start to open up and people can move around you know more freely and the COVID restrictions are released then some of my clients might say to me, Dave, absolutely not. We've got to do this in a room and then I'll I'll have to cross that bridge when I get to it. But but as far as as I'm concerned, this is a a more effective way of operating and it's better for the planet as well. Absolutely.
0: No, definitely. Um, It sounds like, like I said, I'll put, you know, I'll put the links and things for for what you're doing and and, you know, the coaching that you offer because, um, yeah, it sounds great. It obviously sounds like you, you are getting good results and you've got some really good clients on board. And am I right I'm thinking as well that, um, I think I've, I read probably on your LinkedIn profile, you've got, you know, you've released a few books as well on on the matter, if there's anybody that likes to read, maybe they'll find it interesting. What are those books?
1: So uh, my first book, uh, and I can't even remember when I wrote it, it must have been about 2006 or something like that.
0: Oh, right, yeah. Co-
1: it's called 21st Century Leadership. Mm-hmm. My second book is uh, a fascinating book called We Need to Talk About Collaboration. Okay. Uh, because successive governments for the last 50 years, five zero years, has been demanding that the industry reform. And the constant throughout all of those uh, demands from government is that the industry work together better, that they partner with each other, that they collaborate, Um, and yet the industry doesn't, or they think they do, but they don't really collaborate. You know, it's very adversarial. So my second book is a book called We Need To uh, Talk About Collaboration. It's based on the film We Need To Talk About Kevin. Have have you seen that film, Jess?
0: No, I haven't actually.
1: Okay, so this is an amazing film. But basically Kevin's mum, when when Kevin's a tiny little boy, his mum keeps saying to his dad, we need to talk about Kevin. There's something not quite right. And Kevin's dad kept saying, no, 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 leave him alone. He's just a normal little lad. Well, Kevin grows up and he does something absolutely horrendous, terrible. Um, And so the films about that. It's it's a it's a harrowing watch, but it's a really good film. Yeah. And the lead the lead actor is uh, Tilda Swinton who's one of my favorite actors, actresses. Yeah. And so the analogy is the, cons- the government has been telling the construction industry that it needs to reform and the construction industry has just been carrying on as normal, like leave us alone. We're just normal organization. Mm-hmm. And then about a few years ago, the construction industry, sorry, the government said, if, if you, if the industry doesn't reform, then there's some terrible things going to happen. And some terrible things have happened. You know, Carillion went bust. Yeah. uh, And a lot of other things. Um, And so my second book talks about the the, the pressure coming from the government to reform. Why it's so difficult to collaborate in the construction industry. And one way of doing it. And and the one way of doing it better is my Deliver Start to Finish program. So that's my second book. Yeah. My third book is called Deep and Deliberate Delegation. Okay. Because in order to get things done, you have to delegate stuff. You can't do everything yourself. Yeah. And yet lots and lots of people out there are trying to do it themselves. You know, they're saying things like, we can't get decent people nowadays. Yeah. And if I want something doing properly, I've got to do it myself. You know, this is rife throughout the construction industry. Definitely. And every single conversation I have, with business people in the construction industry, has delegation or the lack of it in that conversation. Every single conversation. So, so I wrote the book, and I wrote the book three years ago. It sells about two copies every day, has done for the last three years, and it's kind of it's a, it's on its way to being a business book bestseller.
0: That's fantastic.
1: And then my fourth book, which is okay, yeah. which is being written right now is uh, called coach for results and everybody yeah. who goes on my coach for results program gets a free copy of it at the end of the program.
0: Fantastic. And when's that going to be, going to be out, do you think? That's
1: going to be out in August, August. Fantastic.
0: Well, and are all of these books available like on Amazon? Are they, where, where can people
1: find okay, them? Okay. Um, my first two books, uh, I, I'm the only person who's got, Uh, the stock of 21st century people leadership. So they'd have to go on my website and they'd have to contact my PA, Tracy. Yeah, uh, And then she'll dispatch a copy to them. Uh, My second book, uh, We Need to Talk About Collaboration is a free download, which is on my website. Uh, My third book, Deep and Deliberate Delegation is available on Amazon. And yeah. my, first, my fourth book, Coach for Results, Well, you either get a copy of that by coming on the programme or you can purchase it from Amazon. It'll be August or September this year.
0: Fantastic. I'll uh, I'll include that when I post this as well because they all sound definitely needed and, and good reads as well. I mean, personally, I like reading books that are related to, you know, business, leadership, self-development, all those things. And I think... Um, well, it, it sounds like you you mentioned that the third one is still doing still doing well. So obviously, much needed.
1: So, so uh, uh, gosh, Jess, I would say this, wouldn't I? But it's an amazing book. It's got uh, <laughs> it's got thirty eight five star reviews. That's all it's got. Five star reviews, thirty eight.
0: Fantastic.
1: Uh, I found out last year that it's on Ashridge uh, Business School, you know, worldwide organization. Ashridge Business School's recommended reading list for their leadership uh, development programme.
0: That's really good.
1: It's like, how did it get on there? I didn't put it there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's even better, though, because it kind of happened without you knowing about it. But it must mean that the book is giving a lot of value to people. Yeah. So, no, that's fantastic. Um, Okay, brilliant. So... I mean, I guess I kind of, you know, conscious of the timing and, and and bringing it to a, a relatively to a close, there's a couple of things I, I like to ask towards the end. And, and and one of those is, I used to ask what you think the, you know, what you think maybe the the challenges that we're going to face within the construction industry are, but I like to word it a bit differently now and think about, because I think every challenge can be turned into an opportunity. So what what kind of opportunities do you think are there within the construction industry over the next few years to... To maybe to improve or or to 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 do better, really.
1: Well, Jess, uh, there's a constant theme coming through this. Uh, you know, I, I would say that the the, the the technically competent, brilliant people in the construction industry re- need to turn around and start looking at their people. Yeah. Instead of looking at the project. And and yeah. and, and lead their people effectively because their people will solve the, the, the project's difficulties. They don't have to solve them themselves. So, so I, I'd like I would like the construction industry to become a people-focused industry, yeah. which attracts the best talent around, and people just have amazing careers all yeah. the way through. At the moment, it's task-focused, problem-focused, and technical-focused turn around 180 degrees and start looking at your people
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because they'll get the job done.
0: That's a really good point. I think we talk and everybody talks really a lot about attracting people to the industry and and there's some fantastic things happening that naturally will attract people, but you have to be able to retain them as well. Don't you? Um, And that's where I think what you're talking about as well comes in because if if it is more people focused, then the, the the chances that you are going to retain them. Whereas if it isn't, and it's all, you know, like the the kind of you know direction, I guess that you're talking about being very technical and results driven, and and not thinking about the people, then naturally people are going to leave as well, which is the last thing we need.
1: I was taught, Jess. I was talking to a very very senior academic.
0: Hmm
1: a few weeks ago about my coach for results program. And we got talking about this and and, uh, that person said to me, you know, every year we send thousands academia sends thousands and thousands of people into the construction industry. Mm -hmm. And then the construction industry lets them down. Yeah. Because they're left to find their own way. Yeah. Because, because the senior people in the construction industry are tasked focused problem focused technical focused we need to turn around and start looking at the people and bringing them through like I was brought through all those years ago
0: yeah yeah definitely that kind of well it really hits home doesn't it because you know at the same time people do talk about this skill shortage and um you know not enough people within the industry but that's probably because we, we could have people coming in, but if, if we're not retaining them, then yeah, it's just like a, a bit of a, you know, a sieve, I guess, isn't it? You know, they, they, they're coming in and they're going back out. Mm. Mm, fantastic. Yeah, no, I, thank you. Thank you very much for kind of sharing, I guess, where you see your opportunity. Um. So I guess to, to kind of finish up then, in terms of, you know, what's going on with you. So um, we may have covered it, but... Just to talk about, guess what the future looks like for you. So you've obviously got this coach for results cohort starting, which you've still got spaces if anybody wants to join, and you'll have other cohorts after. You've got the book in August. Um, is there much else going on 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 you know in the, in in your world, Dave, or is is that kind of sum it up at the moment, keeping you busy enough?
1: That's that's a hell of a lot for me and my team, but yeah. I, I I actually, I actually see. My long-term future—I mean, I'm 61, and I'm never going to retire. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you
1: know, I'm still on the bottom rung of my of my career ladder.
0: Yeah, there's
1: there's more out in front of me than there is behind. But but I I see my future is online. Okay. Providing this kind of development, this kind of people development through um, you know online uh, leadership team coaching. And online uh, people development courses. Yeah. And doing it at scale. Brilliant. You know, just getting down to the essentials of what people need to get started and then providing a really short, punchy, quick uh, learning development program where they can pick up the basics, the essentials, and get started and then move away from there.
0: That's a good idea. And do you think you'll always keep it just within kind of the construction industry, or do you think you'll ever spread it out to other industries?
1: I think so, but, but I think I'm going to stay in the construction industry because you know, in order to get a thousand people online,
0: mm-hmm. I've got to
1: get in touch with a thousand people, or, yeah. or many, or tens of thousands of people. Yeah. So, so, so I, I've got a huge database. I know a lot of people in the construction industry. I don't know anybody. In the NHS. Yeah. I don't know anybody in pharmaceuticals. I don't know anybody really in retail, apart from the few people I see every week when I go shopping in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Um, And so in order to build a market, in order to be able to get the message out, uh, you need those channels. And I just Mm -hmm. don't have well developed channels in other sectors. Yeah. Um, And I, I happen to know the construction industry really well. I speak the language. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a chartered civil engineer. I'm a chartered charter builder, so that brings credibility with it.
0: Of course.
1: Uh, so you know, a lot of the heavy lifting is already done Definitely. in the construction industry for me. Yeah. So and 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 yes, there is so much to go at in the construction industry.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You know, if I go right back to where I started, you know, I've got a I've got a 900 year forward order book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely this, there is lots of different avenues within construction it's a very broad very very broad uh, word isn't it for, for so many different areas of it um it, like I said it sounds like sounds like this is much needed and it's really good to hear as well like just your enthusiasm and your you know your passion for it you can you can tell it's something that you love doing
1: um I, th- I think the, the future for, for me uh, Jess is, is more global okay um, yeah. Because you know the work I'm doing now and the way I'm doing it online, I can do it for anybody, anywhere in the world. Yeah. So, so, so I'm now talking to people in India. I'm talking to people in Singapore, Australia, talking to somebody in Canada. Uh, so you know what? You know, one of the one of the things that's come out of this last year for me is this global reach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah the world's your oyster i guess as they say um and obviously there's construction industries everywhere within the world so yeah. um yeah no that sounds sounds really good And do you think you you know with your coach for results courses and, and if you did take that globally do you think you would kind of keep each cohort to a specific um location
1: so for example no, no the, you know there the, the are people on the cohort right now from different parts of the world amazing and, okay. and what they'll do is they'll get two videos a week for the next 10 weeks and they can watch those videos whenever they want. Fantastic. So it, do, so it doesn't have to be all at one time. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, we've got that flexibility. Yeah,
0: that's really good. I mean, I've got some listeners on this podcast now that, uh, you know, in all different areas of, of the world. So that would be good for any of them that do do listen to this because, um, I mean, definitely it's something they could get involved in then.
1: Definitely. There are, there, 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 there are people involved in it now from other parts of the world.
0: Fantastic. So um, I guess to, to finish, finish it up, then if, if people do want to reach out to you, I know we discussed a few different few different ways before, but is the best way, you know, through through your website, can they
1: connect with you on LinkedIn? I, I would love for them to connect with me on LinkedIn.
0: Perfect. Okay. Uh,
1: and also if they did want to speak to me personally. Yeah. Which I'd be up for. Uh, my contact details are on both my LinkedIn profile and they're also on my website. Yeah. And, and and you've and you've got you've got my website uh, address. So, yep. so yeah.
0: Perfect. Okay. Well when I when I release this as well, I'll i pop a link to your LinkedIn um and then hopefully people can connect with you that way and and start a conversation. But I think unless there's anything else that you would like to talk about that, that probably kind of sums, sums it up now. Is that, is that okay? Is there anything else you want to add?
1: That's perfect. All I would say Jess is uh, thank you very much for the opportunity and, and all the very best in what you're doing here. Cause I think it's great.
0: Thank you. I, I really, really appreciate that. And it's, it's been really good to talk to you as well. And, um, it's opened my eyes obviously to, to everything that you're doing. And, and like I said, I do genuinely feel that it is really needed and, um, Hopefully this this can help some people because the idea of this podcast is is to open those doors for people to learn from other people and, and to develop and kind of give a little bit back as a recruiter. So, um, yeah, thank, thank you very much for agreeing to give me some of your time today.